Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Santa Claus is coming, and that means so is the Christmas cray-cray. And today, I want to talk to you about how to cash in on the craziness, how to smash your sales in the salon this December. Now, you're probably thinking, what do you mean, Larissa? What are you talking about? December is my biggest month already. We're going to kill it. But here's the thing. I want you to really kill it. Did you know that people spend on average 30% more during Christmas? And actually, beyond the rush of appointments, there's so much opportunity to tap into those spending habits and take a bigger piece of the pie for yourself. So that's right. I want you to have your cake and eat it too. So I'm going to talk to you today about two ways that you can increase your sales in the salon during Christmas without actually having to serve any extra clients, without working extra hours, by working smarter, understanding that psychology of spending and with the help of my tried and true strategies. So first, I want to talk to you about gift vouchers. Maybe you've tried this in the past, but it hasn't really worked. Well, it can, and it does work like a charm, but you have to pitch it in the right way. So in this excerpt, in this podcast for today, from my 12 Steps to a Stress-Free Christmas series, I reveal three strategies for pitching your gift vouchers to clients, and that it is their best solution on their Christmas list. So let's jump in. Hey, it is uh, 10 weeks till Christmas. We are well into the countdown. So uh, thanks for joining me. Well, we know that pretty much every single salon owner at this time of year, whether you're hair, spa or beauty, uh, can feel a little bit stressed in the lead up to Christmas. So we are taking away the stress and giving you some really simple step-by-steps for you to follow so you don't have to think it through and plan too far in advance we've got your back and because i know that what's coming up is that those last three weeks of christmas like uh every single client that's ever come to your salon wants to come in those three weeks and then you have this little crazy break in the middle uh three to four weeks before november hey shazley uh, kind of goes quiet and we need we need to sort of get our ducks in a row so I've got all the weeks planned out for you so you can just focus on all the clients that are back to back all squished in um, and deal with things like double bookings when life gets messy in the salon and your poor old team that miss lunch breaks and clients that run late which means that you run late and Who's starting to feel the stress? Who's starting to, is the stress starting yet? Give me a thumbs up if you're not feeling stressed. Like I want to celebrate that. It's a little too early feel, to feel stressed really, but I know sometimes we can work ourselves up. Give me a thumbs down if you're like, oh my God, I've had it already. I'm not about to go crazy. So I'm hoping that I can support you week by week and you can just focus on the topic that we have on our agenda and know that we've got the rest sorted. So this week, 
I want to talk about the opportunity of selling gift vouchers. Now, let me know if you've had a go at this before or you've made the most of this and been successful, or maybe you've never done it before. Let me know in the comments. I'm really interested to know who has done this because um, I think the beauty industry is really good at uh, the gift voucher service, but I think as a hair industry, sometimes we miss this opportunity, right? Vicky's done it before, great. So um, I really want to talk about it because as a general rule, as a general fact, um, people spend, people, I mean, you know, consumers, which we are, hey, now, Mayoral, how do you sell, have I said your name right? Mayoral? Oh God, I hope I got that right. Anyway, hello. <laughs> Let me know if I've got that pronunciation right. Now, consumers spend around 30% more at Christmas time. And I want to make sure that you get a little piece of that because this is discretionary spending. Now, you know clients are going to spend a little bit more on themselves. They're going to book their appointment in advance. They're going to have all the things because they need to look great for this one day. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, isn't it? This is one day, maybe two days if you include the new year. Uh, but people are going on holiday and they need to look their best because they're going to see their loved ones. So you know they're going to spend a little bit more on themselves, but they are also going to spend a hell of a lot on other people. And I want you to make the most of that and ensure that their discretionary spend is going to you rather than some other store. They're already going to spend it. They're already committed to it. So how can we redirect some of that to you? And I want you to get started now, 10 weeks out. So you've got time to plan it, put a proper strategy in place. And I'm going to suggest that probably the majority of the sales is going to happen in those last couple of weeks. But I want you to be on top of it and be way ready, way in advance, because any new purchasing decision that you're uh, clients and potential clients are going to make needs time to be created and to ferment in their minds that this is a good option, right? So you know in the last couple of weeks people are going to panic and they're going to be looking for gift opportunities. But I want you to start planting the seed now that you are a, a good valid option for um, for their discretionary spend and their gifting spend. So let's talk about it. The first thing I want to make sure is that um, Shazzy does it and it works really well. Good, great, I'm pleased to hear that. So the first thing I wanna do is make sure that you all have, let me just get my screen sharing, um, that you've got my checklist. Like I said, you've got enough to focus on. Tell me that you can see this, give me a thumbs up if you can see this in the comments. Um, you've got enough to focus on rather than having to think this through. So I've done the thinking for you. Let's go through the list. Uh, and your uh, action guide, so it's a no-brainer for you. Okay, so uh, in my ideas vault, I'm going to share with you three promotional ideas that you can use to sell gift vouchers. And I want you to start now because you need to plan it out, you need to train your team, you need to get something designed and printed, um, and you need some time, some lead-up time to do the promotional. Shazley says yes, thanks Shazley, I appreciate that. Okay, are you ready? Should we go through it? All right. So the first one is buy one and get more, all right? Buy one, get one free, buy one, get another half. Whatever it is, I do want to say that this one works like an absolute treat, but you need to be careful because essentially what you're doing is you're discounting your services um, in the future. 
So I want to be careful that you're giving some away, but that you're not going to take away, completely take away your profit margin without positioning it correctly. Does that make sense? So let's go through it. The first thing I want you to think about is to how you position it, how you position anything determines its success because the story that you build in the, in the mind of your customer, of your client, is what will determine whether or not they resonate with it and they can see themselves having it, using it and taking advantage of it. So I really want you to think about positioning. So I want you to position it as a cherry on the top, not that they're getting a discount or that they're spending less. Because as soon as you talk about the less, that they're spending less to get more or that you um, buy $75 for only, only $50, for example, you are now devaluing the full service. Now this goes for promotion, promotions, packages, for anything that you're doing. I want you to get into the mindset of always adding a cherry on top. Buy $50 and get $25 for free. Cherry on the top. You're, now, you're not devaluing the full value of the thing that, you're that they are purchasing. And you're just adding a little cherry on the top. Everybody wants a cherry on the top. So I want you to think, think about that as positioning it as a cherry. That's the first thing. So I've got a couple of examples uh, on this page for you. And if you haven't been sent it, if you're joining us and you haven't been sent this this morning via email or via messenger from uh, the team, then um, Braley has posted in the comments of this live stream uh, a link that you can click on and get this download for yourself. Okay. All right. Um, all right. The other option is that you can position this as um, buying a gift for a loved one and getting a free gift to themselves. Now, also research shows that while people are purchasing for other people, they don't forget about spoiling themselves. They're in the spending mode and um, they kind of want to spoil themselves too. So don't underestimate that, that people are in the spending mood and they will be buying things for themselves as they are buying for their loved ones. So they might as well be doing that too. It's a good catchphrase to be able to uh, tweak the interest of your clients. Oh yeah, if I buy $50 for um, my Aunt Jane, then I get $25 for myself. And so you're positioning it like that is a great, especially for your existing customers, right? All right. On this page, um, we've also created for you a Facebook post layout, and I want to just draw your attention to it because it's quite specific and determined. Now, we've spent a lot of time over at SalonBot because we post for salon owners all the time promotional uh, activity uh, just like this. We have tested what works and what doesn't work, and so the way that we've laid it out is the way that works the best. So I want to run through it with you quickly. There needs to be a clear headline and we use emojis to um, highlight the headline. So you can see it's typed in bold, the spacing is clear and it's got the emojis here to set a good headline. Um, so the two things that will stop people scrolling, we call it scroll stopping, is a headline and a great image. So you need to have a headline that stands out that calls the attention to the person because the biggest competition when you're posting anything on social media is to get people to stop scrolling. People get scroll FOMO and they just scroll on by and if they don't, like how many seconds have you got when somebody looks at your image? You think about how what you do when you're scrolling. You've got about one and a half seconds to capture people's attention. One and a half to three at most. They'll stop and they look at it and if they read the headline, look at the image and it's not relevant to them, they'll keep scrolling. So you've got to pay attention to your headline and to the image that you use and use your image to tell the story of what it's about, right? 
So uh, the headline, use white space in your post. See, you can see that there's quite a lot of spacing. If you create white space, it allows the eye to follow the words more easily, right? Because people actually skim. Before they read in detail, they'll skim to some keywords to check what, they, what it's all about. Humans are actually quite lazy. And they'll skim the words and to see, do I really want to read this in detail? And if they do, and it's relevant to them, then they'll read it in more detail. So people can't skim unless they've got lots of white space. All right, the last one is have a really clear call to action. Now, this is the one that we see salon owners miss the most, is that we don't put a clear call to action. We say, here, come and buy some gift vouchers the end. People actually need online, people need a really clear, do really clearly need to be told what it is that you want them to do next. Click here, go here, do something. And the other thing you need to think about is don't put your phone number and don't tell them to come to our website or come somewhere else without giving them a click. People again are lazy and you've got short attention spans. If you don't give them the one click button to take action, they'll keep scrolling and move on. Okay, your biggest competition is distraction, or I don't have my wallet, or I'm driving, or God knows what else people are doing. So you need to have one click action. All right, have you got it? Have you got the tips? Was that useful? All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, oh yes, use what you've got. Okay, so um, in this one, we're suggesting that you take either a signature package that you have, maybe you have a hair services bundle, or a beauty bundle that you already have existing, um, or maybe you can create some packages of the services that you already provide, that would be a nice gift for somebody. So a hair ritual with a scalp massage and um, a beautiful styling blow wave or an upstyle, something that somebody is, would enjoy to get as a treat. Um, maybe a specialist service that you have, maybe you do uh, hair extensions or um, dreadlocks or something that makes you stand out. What is it that makes you stand out from the crowd? What is it that makes you a specialist in your area? Because those are the types of people that are going to be attracted to your services. So create a package around it and put the great thing about a package is you don't always have to discount, right? And if you create the package, it's a little bit like um, the, the, the buyer who's buying the gift doesn't have to think. People aren't going to string together a selection of services on their own. They need you to do it for them. Otherwise, it doesn't make an easy gift, an easy purchase. People want a quick answer. And if you can string those things together and package them together, then it's a no-brainer for, uh, for them to buy something for their loved one. Okay? So uh, create a specific services package. You may already have one, and all you need to do is promote the fact that it's you can buy that as a gift voucher, okay? Now, the good thing about also doing a signature package or doing a package that's put together is that for those of you that are in Australia, you can bypass the three-year rule. You have, if it's a dollar value, you have to honor it for three years. But if it's a set service um, for something specific, you can, uh, you can bypass that and put a, a valid date on it. So I just wanted to throw that out there at you um, as an option also. All right. Um, okay, so I've got a couple of ideas there just to give you. And again, we have written out the Facebook post for you in terms of the layout, how to say it, what to say, using emojis to draw the eye to the attention of the details that you want to think about. Okay, let's go to the next one. Um, 
and that one is specific demographics. Think specifically about the demographics of who might buy, uh, who are your clients and who might they buy for and create a voucher for that. So for that would be example um, specifically for your mum. So you would promote something specifically, buy a gift for your mum, buy a gift for your teenage daughter. Now think about who is your ideal client and who do you want to draw or attract into the business because you've got an opportunity for your existing clients to buy gifts for potentially someone that doesn't come. But who is it that you want to draw into the salon? Who is your ideal client? create a package for them, create a service specifically for them and in your marketing, call them out. So it could be a sister's package or a duo day when two people come in together and they have shared services and it's at a, uh, not at a discount, as an add-on cherry. Maybe they both, they come together, they both get an extra hair treatment um, as a bonus for coming together when you sell the package. So think about specific, specific demographics and how you can bundle that together for the type of person that you're trying to attract into your business. Does that make sense? All right, I want to just cover off a couple of tips quickly um, if I haven't covered them already, but some things you really need to think about in terms of promoting, okay? So the first thing, I've given you the Facebook tips in terms of how you push that out there. I always believe you can't sell a secret. And I think sometimes we underestimate the messaging of how to get it out there. We create this great promotion and then we forget to tell people about it. Or we don't think, because we are in our business so much, we don't think, um, we think that everybody knows because we know. And I know we don't think about it like that, but I want you to encourage you, you can't sell a secret. You need to put it everywhere. One Facebook post is not enough. So put a Facebook post out every, every week between now and Christmas. Remind people, do you know it takes between seven to 11 um, engagements with a brand or to see something before people really cognitively think, hmm, I might buy that or I might do that. Or they see your post yet again and it's now week five before Christmas and they golly I really didn't get around to buying those other gifts maybe I will take that or they see the post on a regular basis by the time they get to Christmas week when they're panicking especially if it's a husband um, then you you know they're going to choose you first because you are now top of mind so post it regularly um, keep it in balance of your regular posting like I'm saying weekly but if you're only posting twice a week already First of all, increase that, but um, keep it in balance, but do it regularly. You can't sell a secret. The other one is make sure you send an email out to your entire database that this, uh, whether it's buy one, get more signature package or for a specific demographic, tell them. Send it out to your database and say, we've got you covered this Christmas. Um, make sure you put it on your mirror talk. Like I, we call them mirror talkers when you put um, either a perspex stand or uh, something that sticks actually against the mirror at every single bay. Maybe you put it in the beauty room and um, like, like you can't sell a secret. The, the place that I go and have my beauty services done, they always have something lying on the bed. So when I go out, like when she goes out so I can get undressed, uh, for my massage or facial or whatever it is, there is something sitting there and usually with a nice little wrapped something or other. Oh, do you know what it is? I digress now. But it's a little uh, bag for me to put my jewellery in. And, and and sitting on, that bag is sitting on the latest promotion. So i.e. gift vouchers. So you can't sell a secret, put it everywhere. Mirror talkers on the window, um, at reception, even at the at the basin area, if that's what you need to do. Inside, if you've got menus, put it inside your menus. Okay, last but not least, 
track well actually it's not even last i've got a few more tips um train your team now don't underestimate this just because you put a promotion out there for the world and tell your clients about it doesn't mean that your your, your team get it understand it know how to sell it or know how to tell your clients about it spend some time training your team what the promotion is what you can and you can't do what the t's and c's are uh, how to sell something, um, how to handle objections, how to offer it, the opportunity, how to identify the right client in their chair that would benefit from this promotion, i.e. selling um, gift vouchers. Does that make sense? Put all of these things like clients spend 30% more at Christmas time. This is your opportunity to, what's in it for them? This is your opportunity to make your sales target, for example. So don't underestimate your team are your salespeople. Yes, they're stylists and therapists and all the rest, but actually they're your salespeople. So, so treat them and train them as such. Okay. When should we, so Vicky says, when should we start promoting for Christmas? I say now. <laughs> well, it's going to take you a week or two to get it together, right? By the time you get a mirror talker made up, by the time you choose the image and you choose your headline, start planning it now. And this is why I'm um, this is why it is here at week 10 because you need that lead time. So by the time you get things live, it'll be week nine or um, yeah, or week eight. And you want to be posting it every single week on your socials. Um, you want to create the time to send it out to your clients' um, email. So I would be sending it on week eight out of an email and two weeks out before Christmas. Because remember, two weeks out before Christmas, people are panicking. Oh my God, I've run, I don't know, I'm running out of ideas. Um, so promote it, start promoting now because it shouldn't be a once and done. This is an ongoing thing that's a promotion that's alive between now and uh, Christmas. Okay, you're securing next year's, uh, you're securing the new year's services to keep your team busy, okay? Um, okay, the other thing that you can do is also run a competition. Um, and give away the service that you're promoting. So whatever it is that you're doing with your gift vouchers, whether it's a buy one, get more signatures, demographic, I would suggest in that week four and five, when it goes super quiet, run a competition for your, for your uh, gift voucher. Okay, because the great thing is we know if you're, especially if you use sell on bot, you know that we promote gift vouchers, uh, sorry, competitions and the reason that we we promote competitions is it's a really good way to get your brand in front of people that don't know that you exist yet fresh eyeballs and especially if you use a if you use the comment tool um comment tool rule then you know that you're getting as much organic reach as possible and when your clients comment on your post then your clients friends and their friends see your brand so it's a really good way to increase reach. Now, if you've got your back-end Facebook ads manager set up, also send your competition out to cold audiences, audiences that um, don't engage with your brand at the moment. It's a really great way because everybody wants something for nothing. That's why competition works so well and we, we recommend to do them on the semi-regular basis. It's a great way to get new eyeballs and people want to win something. So in that week four and five, when it's kind of quiet, um, the one thing that I know to be true is that activity and uh, activity and movement creates momentum and momentum eventually creates bookings, whether it's immediately or in the semi long term. So the more activity that you can do, and especially around competitions, because 
they're free and everybody wants something for free. You know that you're going to catch some people um, that you otherwise wouldn't reach. And it always ends up in new clients, even if it's not immediately, right? So uh, do a competition, but make sure it, it connects back to, or it mimics exactly the, the offer that you're selling. Because remember, seven to 11 interactions, seven to 11 times that people need to see, oh, they sell gift vouchers. Oh, they've got a promotion, buy one, get, one, get more. Does that make sense? Um, T's and C's, buy one, get one more. If you start promoting it now, um, you might want to put um, a date range for that. Just thinking about that one. Okay, let me see. What else have I, have I covered all the things? Last but not least, least, set a goal for your team and track. So track uh, how many that you sell, track who's selling the most, and maybe put an incentive, just like you're putting an incentive for your clients, put an incentive for your team to be focused on it. Now, the one way to keep your team engaged for the whole period of time is talk about it and report on it re regularly. I think the mistake that we can make otherwise is that we talk about it at week 10, let's say, by the time you get it all together for next week or the week after. And if you never talk about it again, it's going to lose momentum and die a natural death. So it's up to you as the CEO to lead your people and keep the conversation alive and keep it top of mind for them. And the best way to do that is to report on success and to help them identify who is a good candidate to have that. You know, maybe at your morning huddles or at your staff meeting, who are the clients that I really need to be talking, that you, Jane, stylist, therapist, need to be talking, uh, talking to that client about um, selling gift vouchers. It's the best way to keep momentum and drive success for your team. All right, have fun. Uh, you're very welcome, Vicky. Have fun with gift vouchers. Get started now. Make sure you've got the download that will help you uh, get your action list into place, start to design them. Now, I guess the first thing to do is decide what is it that you're going to sell? Is it going to be a buy one, get one more? Is it going to be a signature package or is it going to be a specific demographic? Decide that first and start to put it together. If you want any help around um, the copy of your advertising or, or your voucher or anything like that, put it in the, in the thread of this post and I'm really happy to review it and um, check it for you. Okay, sound good? Tell me, does anybody have a package that they're going to uh, promote? Let's see. Uh, my free one, I usually have it in between January and March. Oh yeah, okay, you, yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, that's good. I think if you've done that before and that works, perfect. You could think about then at this time, a signature package, Vicky. What, you know, giving away, uh, selling your signature package as a gift voucher or even a specific demographic. Um, you've got a couple of really good signature packages that you could use super easy. That would, be, that would be good ones. All right, I hope that was useful today and I look forward to connecting with you next week. And just on a side note too, um, because of the time of the year, um, if you are looking for some support in 2020 to grow and scale your business, then I have some uh, last few appointments available to talk about your business and whether or not I can support you in growing your team, smashing sales, and actually having a strategic plan and step into the new year 
on fire, not overwhelmed, with clarity. And the time to do that is actually now. Get started before the cray-cray period starts. So when you step into new year, you are actually hit the ground running and that you're not starting your plan in the new year. And by the time you actually get momentum and you get your plan into place, it's already March. And then it's too late, the year has started. So I encourage you to start that now. And if you need any help, then please reach out. Now, before we jump into number two, I just wanted to say, if you're keen to get your hands on the action list and the templates that I've been talking about in this excerpt, you absolutely can. All you need to do is to head to the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. Inside, you'll get access to my 12 steps to a stress-free Christmas the whole series. Now, inside that series, you'll gain access to a hub full of educational content, salon strategies, templates designed for you to get you through the silly season without the overwhelm, without overworking. So instead, everything from rostering, open hours, your Christmas party, 2024 planning, it's all there in the hub and I'd love for you to have access to it. So all you need to do is join the profitable and successful salon owners group and you'll have immediate access. Now, on to number two and how to cash in on the cray cray. And that is client spend. We're gonna talk about the bigger mistake the salon owners are making when it comes to sales during Christmas and that they squeeze in too many clients and actually the average client bill goes down and it turns out not to be worth it because the client is less happy and you actually make less by working harder. So I'm going to tell you why in this next excerpt of this 12 steps to a stress-free Christmas. I'm excited about today because at this mark, oh before I dive in, make sure that you have the action guide with you. I'm going to share my screen in just a moment. Today we're talking about maximizing sales. Now you think, what? Maximizing sales? I'm going to smash it in December. Um, I know you're going to smash it in December, but you can smash it um, or you can really smash it because I'm aware not only do we want to smash it in December, we've got to survive January. We've got to um, survive in between Christmas and New Year. Um, and then people are on holiday. Not only are our clients on holiday, our team are on holiday. We've got to pay them. So we want to smash it. You know, like I used to get excited about December sales and then in January I'd be really deflated because I'm about, oh. Uh, now all of that extra profit has gone away and I don't want that for you. So I want you not to smash it. I want you to really, really nail it and maximize your sales and be intentional about the way that you approach December. Um, Vicky says both. Good for you. Kathy is definitely a CEO. Thumbs up for you. Hey, Kelly. Um, booked, but doing both. Great. Good to hear it. Are you looking forward to it? Are you excited about it? Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that because it is so crazy, just to be aware of the impact of the cray-cray, right? It's not, only, it's not only us wearing all of the hats, but it's also our team often being overbooked, but it's also our clients overcommitted, trying to do all the things. I don't know why we all go crazy for this one day of the year. Um, clients are overcommitted, so they come late, they've got less time than, than what they clearly are booked for. They want the world and half the time. Um, and it puts pressure on everybody. But what happens as a result of that is often we don't notice that the sales go down. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a moment. We don't notice that the sales go down because they go up because of volume. 
but what can happen is that we actually end up spending less per client or we don't work as smart and so we work hard for the money that we make and we come out exhausted I used to come out on Christmas day and I would go and have a nap on the couch after lunch at my mum's house and I'd miss out on all the fun afternoon relaxing because I'd be so exhausted and I was just brain dead so I don't want that for you um, I want you to come out feeling good. So the idea around that is to work smarter and not harder. We want to uh, maximize our sales with, with each individual client. And I call it slow down to speed up. Like slow down so we can speed up, right? And we want to um, be able to provide the top quality service that we always provide for our clients and not let our quality go down because this is our reputation at stake. We screw it up at Christmas time because we're overbooked, overbooked, overcommitted, and our client is her own brain is already over overbooked, overcommitted, and the two don't match. And she goes, "Oh, this place sucks," and doesn't come back in January. We don't want that. Um, so I encourage you to speed, uh, slow down to speed up. Is don't do the squeezies. Like have this exact conversation with your team. Don't squeeze in clients. Sometimes you have to say no, and this is going to make us better next year to get ahead of the game. Um, and it's not worth it because our quality goes down, we over commit and we under deliver. So how do we deal with the high demand um, and not lose people um, and make the most of it? So I'd say quality over quantity. So if we're going to do that, we need to work intentionally with our team to think smarter and not harder. So have this conversation, whether it's in the morning huddle, if it's in a team member, or if you've got any uh, team members who are particularly bad offenders at this, squeezies, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. So do the math. I want you to do the math on this. If you compare 200 clients who all spend $100 uh, with 400 clients who all spend $50. Now, I know this is an exaggerated situation, but you might come out with the same amount of money, but which group is going to come out uh, more stressed? First of all, the clients who spend less are going to have a lower quality and they're going to be less happy with their hair. They're not going to have the things that they could, should want and really wanted. They're going to have the things that they got booked in for, not for the things that, that are going to make them look the best, feel the best. Um, I had a really interesting situation with my dentist, funnily enough, and it really cemented for me, why do we do this? So the dentist, bless him, he's obviously got some money blocks <laughs> and uh, my tooth really needed a crown. It really was in a bad way. It needed some um, attention. And the recommendation that he gave me was um, basically was to do a patch up job. And it was super cheap. Like I think I walked out of there, you know, around the $200 mark, which I was blown away by. Super happy at the time. But the problem was that it didn't actually fix the problem. I continued to have, to, I have the pain. The tooth broke and I had to go back. Whereas if he'd sat down the first time and said to me, Larissa, you need a crown and it's going to cost you $1,500, but this is going to last you for 10 years. It's going to take a little bit of extra time. I've got a payment plan. Let's do it properly. I would have said, thank you. Yes, that's what I need. Whereas he didn't give me that. Didn't give me the consultation. He just, he did what I was booked in for, fixed the tooth and it was cheap, but I didn't have another, uh, it didn't have a comparison to say, well, what are my best options? And I think too often if we leave our team to deal with squeezies, they give the client what she's booked in for, not what she actually wants because they haven't sat down and really discovered what it is that she wants. Now, the hard thing I know is you say, but we don't have time to do that today. 
that's okay if the client's informed because you might do this today and that tomorrow and you rebook her or you tell her what the choices are. Given the, quote unquote, given the time we have today, why don't we do X and next time you come in, we'll do Y. So there are always choices. Um, and I think if we do it this way, then we can serve less clients, put less pressure on our marketing department, which is probably you anyway, serve less clients, give them what they want, get them to spend more. Um, and because we've got less clients, we're less frantically running around, putting stress on each other, putting the stress on the apprentice, running late, which makes stress on the next client. And we live in this high energy, high stress vibe. Whereas actually, if we slow down a little bit and really served people at the level that they wanted to, we could charge them more and then they're happier and also we're happier and less stressed. And we probably, we get longer lasting staff because they're not, uh, because they're not going to reach burnout. One of the problems with this industry is our, as our team burn out quickly. So slow down to speed up, I say. <laughs> uh, it's much better for everybody. Did you know that the salons that have um, the salons that have, and I've worked with nearly 300 salons now, and what I have noticed is to be true and to be consistent is that the salons that have a high retention, that their clients stay and stay and stay. Do you know what is, is the same with all the salons that have high retention? They have a high average client bill. So think about that. When you, when you actually give the clients the chance to spend more, they stay longer. Do you know why? Because they get what they want. They even get what they didn't know that they wanted, but they get what they actually look good, feel good, feel better. Make sense? Makes sense, right? Okay, remember to pre-book. Again, you need to get ahead of this with your team and remind them because if your team are too busy down the rabbit hole of just busy being busy, they're not going to come out and think about this from what is best for my client. Okay, and I always notice that in the busyness and the noise, uh, pre-booking percentages went downward. And then in January, it would be sad because uh, it was quiet. So train your team to do future uh, bookings and start talking to them about it. Now put an incentive in place for your clients. Uh, now what we used to do is we used to do um, a gift basket or some gorgeous gift that we would put on the reception and uh, put our clients in the drawer when they would book their January or February appointment. We'd put a, a window around it, say between the 6th of January and the 15th of February or something, like six week window. Um, and put them in the drawer because all it is actually, it's not even about winning. It's not about convincing them. It's about remembering to ask them and that gift basket with the prize, you know, usually your team don't want your clients to miss out their clients to miss out on winning. So that reminds them to ask the question. It's a really great way to build the habit. And I'm a believer that if you do it once, you can do it again. So if that staff member can get an 80% rebooking at Christmas time, because we've got the reminder there, then I expect them to have the 80% rebooking rate all the way through the year. So why should it change? Once they've learned the habit, they've learned the language, give them the language that they need to succeed. Now, hopefully as the owner, you know the language that works. What's the language that you use? Or maybe you've got somebody in your salon who smashes it at uh, pre-booking. What does she say? Take that, copy it, teach them. All right. Um, if you have a loyalty program, I love loyalty programs because you can do double points to drive behavior. We did that always. Um, and send your clients who don't have a future appointment that already booked uh, a small gift voucher in the mail, whether you do it via messenger, snail mail, SMS, email, whatever way to encourage them. You haven't got an appointment for January. We don't want you to miss out. Book it now. Like send it on the 27th of December. 
do all the things. I, I kind of have this saying that if you do all the 1% things, it's, do you know how you make 100%? How do you get 100% growth? How do you get 50% growth? You do, if you want 50% growth last year on, uh, on last year for next year, do 50, 1% improvements. Like usually it's not one big thing that's going to move the needle. It's all the little things, do the things that need to be done. Okay, team incentives. The most powerful thing is that you can incentivize the customer and you can incentivize your team. You bring the two of them together, then they're both speaking the same language, they're both listening to each other, and they're both incentivized to do the same things. So incentivize your team, set the goal. Set the goal of the percentage that you want. Now, how do you come up with a goal? Look at last year, what improvement do you want? And um, then I want you to break it down really easily for, for your team. Because sometimes it's hard to say, I want 80%. Well, what is 80%? Give them the tangible number. If they've got 20 clients booked in this week or your team have 20 clients booked in today, how many of them do you want rebooked? Well, if you want 75%, then it's, then it's 15 clients. Tell them the number. Don't let them have to work out the math. If you do that for them, you're paving the way to make it super easy to succeed. Does that make sense? Give me a thumbs up in the comments if you're with me and agree. Big fat thumbs up or maybe even a love heart. <laughs> Just to shake it up a little. Um, okay. Oh, I already told you this one. Higher average client equals higher retention. It's, um, it's, it's so obvious once you spell it out, right? Okay. Put together small and fun rewards for your team when they reach those goals. Maybe you can have some spot prizes on the day. The great thing about being not 100% on the floor and being really stepping into being a CEO is you've got the time to do the things that move the needle, like give your team a chocolate fish when they, um, you know, if Jane reaches 80% rebooking just for today, give her a chocolate fish. I just say chocolate fish because that's what we used to have. We used to have this big box of chocolate fish out the back and we would throw it at our team members when they did something really awesome, like literally throw it across the room. We just had some fun with it. Um, but if you reward the behavior that you want, then you'll continue to have the good behavior. All right. Um, sales tactics and booking tactics. So I'm a believer in peppering in... Um, the idea of upgrades and pre-bookings, not at the end. I'm not a fan for just at the end saying, let's rebook you, or uh, at the end of the service saying, did you want to buy some retail? And God forbid, please don't say, do you want to buy some retail? I would ban the word retail from uh, our salon because retail is the thing that you buy from the, from, um, the supplier. Retail is not the thing that the client buys. The client buys home hair care or the client buys um, skin care to use at home. She does not buy retail. Retail is an internal word. It's a supplier word and it's the thing that we buy. It's not the thing that we sell. Okay, so ban that word retail. It does not go down with clients like, well, what's retail? Do I, what, what is retail? What do I, what do I, you want me to buy retail? What is this? And I know that, you know, we can train them to what that is, but that's not the point. Sell them what they want, what's in their head, not what's what you buy. There's a difference. So I believe in peppering. Now, peppering starts at the beginning of the consultation, not at the end. So at the beginning of the consultation, you should already be talking about today we'll do this and tomorrow we'll do next visit, not tomorrow. Next visit we'll do that. Start at the beginning. If you, want to, if you want to sell clients retail, you tell them about it at the beginning at the consultation. You tell them about it again at, at, um, at the basin. You tell them about it again when you're blow drying their hair. And then you ask if they want to take some home. Not retail. <laughs> Don't take retail home. <laughs> um, all right. 
because this way it's more ingrained in the client's mind that it is something they actually want and need. People need to hear things more than once, strangely enough. We think that we're repeating ourselves, we're not. We're actually bedding down something that we truly believe that they need. And this way it becomes more genuine and it becomes less of a sales pitch or less of a, I'm just gonna ask because Larissa told me I have to ask a question at the end of the service. Does that make sense? Okay. So now is the time to get your pre-booking uh, incentive in place. Now is the time to start talking to your team about not doing squeezies and really starting the consultation and completing the consultation and peppering the consultation. And when it comes to upgrades, I know that often it can't happen today because uh, you guys are fully booked, but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be talking about it and pre-booking the upgrade for next time. So today you're booked in for half a head of highlights. We really need to do the underneath because we haven't done it for a little while. Uh, let's do that when you come in and see me in January. We'll book it before you go. That's all it needs to be. Simple conversation. It's not salesy. It's not um, too scripted, although you might teach that script to your team. So find out you know what works. And if you don't know what works, go and find out what works and then teach your team. This is part of your role as a CEO is help your team to succeed. Don't just throw them out there into the walls and say, go sell your stuff because they don't know how to do that unless you tell them how to do it. Especially if you want to have a culture around genuinely supporting and helping people rather than just selling for sales sake. All right. Okie dokie. So that is today. Tell me, please, I want you to write now because you have to write it in to, come, to commit to it, for it to be written in with your hands, for it to cognitively go into your brain. What's the one action that you're going to take uh, this week as a result of hanging out with me today? What are you going to do? Are you going to do an incentive? Are you going to train your team? Maybe are you going to talk about it in morning huddles? Um, maybe you're going to do it in a one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe you've got a team meeting still booked in. Where are you going to talk to your team about the, what the focus that you want, um, whether it's pre-booking, whether it's pre-booking upgrades, uh, or whether it's slow down to speed up um, and keep the sanity of your team uh, and of your salon. And there you have it, my top two ways to cash in on Christmas and really smash your December sales. And a wee teaser of what's waiting for you inside the 12 Steps to a Stress-Free Christmas series, where you'll find all of the resources that we've talked about step-by-step, step, most of it done for you. Look forward to connecting with you inside of the profitable and successful Salon Owners Group and on the podcast next week, same time, same place. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.